Opa Gundam style, everybody, and welcome back to WoW Cool Robot. I am joined, as always, with Max. Hello, I'm Max, use he and pronouns. And I am Jake, and I also use he him pronouns. That was a fun little way to change it up. I was like, whoa, what's Jake, what's Jake pulling on me today? Jake got a little backwards. Oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes. We are not talking about like specific episodes today, Jake, because we're just hanging out today. Just, just bros being guys. Just guys being dudes, we're going to talk about Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta as a whole. This will be largely unstructured, right? There are, there are three main uh, categories of discussion. That's a weird fucking way to say it. Basically, <laughs> when, when, when I do these wrap-up episodes, we do three things. One, we talk about the show as a whole. What we liked, what we didn't like, etc. Two, we rank the cool robots, which is the most important part. Oh, absolutely. And three, we go to the mailbag where all of our fans and listeners send in questions for us to discuss, which is also the best part. Um, everything's very important here. It's fun getting our takes out. It's fun hearing other people's takes. It's fun just riffing on a series. How are we doing, Jake? You doing good today? Oh, I'm doing excellent. I uh, I went and got some, some, some burgies, and mm-hmm. I am uh, full on burgies and doing good. Fuck yeah. I have... Um, I have started to make habanero tequila oh i i bought a um and this is with guidance from previous host of wow cool robot colin uh i wanted i i I bought a little carton of habaneros um from lidl and on instagram i posted i was like hey i got habaneros what should you do with them and my friend callie said you should make habanero tequila so i went to colin i said hey colin you're a mixologist. What should I do? And they said I should use, I believe, Salza Silver is the brand. And that's what I got. And I took three of the little guys and I uh, chopped them up into slivers and I put them into tequila. And tomorrow, after work, I will drain them out, pour it through cheesecloth, put it back in the bottle, and hopefully I will have habanero tequila. And and uh, what is what did they say? They said like, Simple syrup to the tequila and lime juice. And that's basically all I really need. So hopefully that'll be fucking good. Huh. That is, that is wild. I, I am very intrigued. I will, I, I will be sure to report back because I love habanero, the flavor of it and the spice of it. So it'll be, it'll, it'll sure to be a very fun time. Um, other than that, I've been playing, playing, well, playing Monster Hunter, but I've been building Gunpla update. I'm working on my blue frame second revise Astray. My sister got it for me for Christmas, and I didn't wasn't really able to start it until now because I didn't have like a good dish to do the water slide decals with. But that's what I got. Beautiful. I have uh, finished up my double Zeta, and mm-hmm. I will be starting on my Maxter pretty soon. Hey, that's me. Hey, that's you. Never gets old. <laughs> Never <laughs> fucking gets old. Uh, Gunpla update over. Okay, Jake. Let's let's fucking dive in. I hmm. what would be a good way to start this out? What did you think about Double Zeta as a whole? I really liked it. I um I wasn't sure what to expect going in because um you know years ago, like I said before, I had watched the first few episodes and I was kind of like yeah whatever, and I took the foolish internet's advice of uh, skipping Double Zeta, mm-hmm. and uh, so coming back into it, I kind of was like you know. What 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 should I expect? And I was like, I'm saying that word a lot. Um, but <laughs> but I you know I didn't have high expectations. 
Right. Um, but I really wanted to correct correct my my mistake because I knew it was one, mm-hmm. and I was so pleasantly surprised. Oh yeah, this is um, such a good show, and the people who told me otherwise were fools. Hmm. <laughs> no, I I truly loved it because I think that this is definitely going to be a series that sticks with me for a very very long time. Yeah, it 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 works so well. I, I feel like when people talk about, oh, you should watch Gundam, like start from the beginning. I feel like a lot of the times it ends up being watch 0079, watch Zeta Gundam, watch Char's Counterattack, and you're good. I feel like, and again, this is my very inexperienced perspective on this, but I feel like a lot of the times Double Zeta is sort of left out of the conversation. And certainly that's changed in, in more recent times. I feel like... When I look up a double Zeta on Twitter, when I see people talking about it, a lot of the times the conversation is basically, hey, a lot of people used to say to skip this one, but don't. It's really good and valuable. And like, you know, as we have demonstrated and learned, absolutely, don't fucking skip it. It is such a good continuation of Zeta, I feel. It's the direct sequel to Zeta. Like, yeah. like way more than Zeta was to 0079. Right. This is just like... It feels like, especially with, you know, considering how big of a deal Haman is and was. Oh my god, right, um, yeah. Like, you gotta figure out what happens to her. It's very like, cool that she is the link between the two shows. Yeah. I like that it's not necessarily Camille. Like, yeah, Camille's there, but, you know, the main thing linking Zeta and Double Zeta is Haman Karn. Like, she showed up and she was one of the main bad guys of, of Zeta, and now she's one of the main bad guys of Double Zeta, but, like... No matter who shows up to cause problems, it always ends up being her stealing the show, pretty much, because she ends up being the most important, most important character. Um, it's 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 such a it's such a good show. Like we, we always say this, but like we had such a fun time watching it every week. I feel like the part the worst thing about it is that it's just kind of hard to find. Like oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, you kind of have to seek it out, and a lot of the times you're going to find a version that, you know, maybe doesn't have all the openings and endings stitched into it. Um, yeah, we got the speedrun version. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No no fucking time wasted. You go in, you get your Gundam content, you leave. Um, no dub. The only dub that exists is, like, I think a Singapore dub, and doesn't fucking sound good, I tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, um, it's uh, just kind of uh, been, like, swept under the rug, like, no, no, just forget about it. Yeah, you don't need to worry about it. Um, but like it, it is an important show. It is important for UC. It is, I, I, it, it does carry the themes of Zeta forward because you know, Double Seventy Nine ended, and that could have been a standalone show. Like you didn't necessarily need a sequel to Double Seventy Nine when the show ended. That that was that. But then Zeta happens, and Zeta left so many things open that I feel Double Seven, Double Double Seven, Double Zeta <laughs> picked up on and kind of tied away, like. Obviously, the Grips conflict led into the the Neo Zeon War, and that was the main conflict in Double Zeta, and that was ended. Um, it 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 showed you what happened to Camille at the end of it. Honestly, the the biggest thing that was left open from Zeta is our friend Shar Aznable, and of course, there's a whole fucking movie about that. Tune in next week to to hear more on that. But <laughs> it just it works so well as a sequel. And I quite like it. I. I uh, he went back and kind of watched some of Zeta, and it just felt on like it did come to a conclusion, yeah, but it mm-hmm. didn't it didn't feel like it came to an ending necessarily. Right? Yes, yes, yes. If if it weren't for Double Zeta, it would be such a fucking unsatisfying ending for Zeta. 
Absolutely. Um, and so the, the kind of the point or the reason I brought that up is just like this, it feels necessary. Yes. It feels like you're, you're missing half the show. If you decide to skip double Zeta, that is a really, really good way to put it. It is, you can, you know, watch Zeta and move on to double Zeta. But I feel like, I feel like in my head, the attitude I'm imagining of someone who watches Zeta and goes right on to Char's counterattack is like, okay, that was cool. I don't care about people from Zeta. I want to go back to Char and Amaro, which I feel Char is interesting, but I don't give a shit about Amaro anymore. Every <laughs> time there's a new main character, I care about them so much more because they're so much more fun of a character. I guess that's also just because Amaro's grown up. And we're not going to talk about Amaro Hawks. He's like, they mention him at one point. In, in yeah. Double Zeta, they say, oh, yeah, he's in space now. And you see him in the opening, and you see uh, uh, Char in the opening, but, like, they're not in it. So I feel like I feel like you, you're doing a disservice to all of the, in my opinion, way more interesting characters in Zeta if you don't watch Double Zeta and find out what happens to all of them. Yeah, I mean, there is a lot to say about Amuro, but there's a lot more to say about everybody else. <laughs> right. Like, like Camille, you get a very believable, very satisfying ending to Camille's story in that, yeah, he just... Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to fucking talk about the entire series. So if you, like, have yet to finish Double Zeta, don't listen to this because we'll be spoiling things. But, like, Camille just gets better. He doesn't have to go back to fighting. He doesn't have to, you know, undergo any more pain. No, he finished... Well, he undergoes pain when, you know, the colony trap happens. But... his arc completes because you see him in the end and he is happy. He is with Fa. He's better. Like you wouldn't have gotten that if you had only stopped at Zeta. And I guess like to play devil's advocate, to play devil Gundam's advocate. (laughs) Sure. You end Zeta like that. You can say, Oh, it is a gritty realistic war story. that doesn't always have a happy ending, but it's like, yeah, but don't you want something satisfying? Yeah. I'm good with an unhappy ending. I'm not Mm -hmm. good with, I'm not good with an open ended uh, non right. ending. Yes, I'm okay if it's unhappy. I'm not okay if it's unfinished. Yeah, like Z- Double Zeta sort of seeks to finish what Zeta did, which I really, really. It's just it's cool. So much about the show is cool. I feel like I I don't think either of us were really bothered by the tone shift at all either, because I feel like both of us sort of realized, yeah, this tone is different because we start out with a brand new cast of characters who are younger who don't fucking have anything to do with the war at this point. Like, yeah, it's going to be more humorous. And the show sort of remains humorous throughout, except for like the last like third or so. But even then it's more humorous just because it's sort of meant to be because you're kind of going through the show from a different character's perspective. And oh my God, with how heavy Zeta ended, you needed some levity. <laughs> you really, a bit. that's the thing. Who the fuck wanted more? <laughs> wanted more dark heavy realistic war stories i don't want that i don't want more characters to end up with like a broken mind after space dracula like fucking blasted them with the soup i want to see a funny guy try and steal a gundam that's all i want (laughs) and uh yeah it and it got back to serious it just he got to have a little break a little exactly yeah a palate cleanser it was the pickled ginger of the uc trilogy you just hmm. take a little take a little nibble, and then you're good to go. And then when you get back to the meat, real shit, you're like, ah, aha, this is good. I love it now. I'm happy again. Um, oh, what was I going to say? I feel like there's several things bouncing around my mind that I don't know what will, will be discussed when we go into questions. Um, I feel another important thing that 
I don't necessarily liked about Double Zeta, but that I noticed about Double Zeta is Bright. Because, you know, Bright is... Bright is arguably... I mean, he he's the character you see the most out of the entire trilogy, just because he's always fucking there. Yeah. Um, but Double Zeta really solidified how much I do not like Bright Noah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bright... Bright's gonna be the, like... Like, he's going to be the character who is in the history books because he's, like, the commander of, mm-hmm. you know, important ships through... Every important ship, country. yeah. But, God, most of those people aren't good people, and... Yeah, he fucking sucks. He, his entire thing is like, oh, we should let the kids fight. And you can't hand it to them and say, the kids want to fight. It's like, yeah, but the kids shouldn't want to fight. Like, yeah. Bright is there and he's important, but... The, you know, just, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, I, it's hard, right, because I feel like a lot of the, like, more heavy parts of Gundam are, I like because they're important, not necessarily because they're good or fun to watch, and certainly this is not to say that there are parts of Gundam that are bad that I do like, because, you know, f- fuck Moon Moon, fuck Tiger Bomb, I don't need any of that shit, um, I will say the, the whole Sahara arc was decently handled when in portrayal of like indigenous peoples, but like a lot of the worst parts about Gundam, I appreciate because it is just like that is the show's perspective. And you know, you get the end, you get Judo punching Bright out, and you're like, "Hey, go Judo, fight, fucking fight the power." But then it just kind of glances over that too, and I feel like that's one of the sort of biggest detriments of the show, and that it really doesn't do a good job sort of showing that. I mean, well, what am I gonna say? It, it it shows that sort of, like, power imbalance and that way that, you know, kids get coerced into doing this fighting. Not necessarily entirely by Bright, but Bright's one of the main culprits of that. Um, but it, it doesn't... I, I don't know if the show always goes far enough to show, like, hey, this is a fucking terrible thing. A lot of the times it's like, yeah, the kids want to do this, so you should be cheering them on. It's complicated. Yeah, that just... I, I just thought of um, that scene near... Near the middle of the show, I think it was, or maybe maybe in the back half, where they're going to replace all the kids with trained adults, mm-hmm. you know, and and Bright is saying no, we can't do that, but but like, and I think the show wants you to agree with him, but right, we shouldn't be. We should be like, yeah, the like trained people who know what they're doing and who have signed up for this and didn't just like. Kids who got roped into it should be the ones mm-hmm. fighting, not not like I said, kids who got ro- roped into it. Yeah, you become so um, empathetic, not empathetic. You become so like uh, used to the kids being around that you want to root for them like almost uncritically. It's like, wait, no, I really shouldn't be. I really shouldn't <laughs> want them to pilot the Gundam because this is the youngest group of kids yet. Like Judo is fourteen years old, Lena is ten years old. Like, Beecha is the oldest, and he's 15. Like, God, it, I forgot. It, yeah, they're fucking babies, and this show really does not show that. Like, yeah, it shows them being mature and arguing with each other, but it doesn't... You really don't get the feeling of, like, yeah, this is a 14-year-old. Because I feel like that's just... That's just more of an anime problem in general than a Gundam problem. That's true. But, yeah, yeah like, I mean, I think Amuro is 15 in the first series. But, I don't know. I, I feel like... There's still a lot of things worth talking about the show that you're kind of able to say, well, it's the nut- it has the problem of the kids are made to pilot again. But the more it happens, I feel like the for me, at least in the UC truly, the less there is to say about it because it hasn't really been 
a different well actually that kind of has been a different circumstance because they were the kids were sort of brought onto white base at first because brett was like yeah you can um you can fucking work on work for us we'll give you money but then once i think when they got the nail arc armor they were like oh yeah by the way you took the ship so if you stop working for us you're gonna be war criminals so they ends up getting coerced regardless but i feel like it is a very interesting cast to make them all such young kids and I think that choice works in the show's favor. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, like, like we've been saying, it, it sucks that they are so young. But I think them being so young makes them a lot more interesting. Like, yes, like, like that age is going to be more interesting to watch, uh, more interesting to see how they develop and uh, come up with solutions for problems than a bunch of adults would be, because adults have their shit somewhat figured out. And mm-hmm. kids are way more emotional, and that's that's going to be just way more interesting for for the viewer. Yeah, you know, I feel like if you while you're saying that, I was thinking, well, what if there's a Gundam show where they're all adults? And I'm sure there is, um, and I'm sure I'll get there eventually. But I think when they're adults, I you get a lot less people like questioning their ideologies and experiencing what war is really about because by that point they've already gone through all of that. You see yeah. them and they're pretty set in stone with how they feel about, you know, ideology, society, etc. But with kids, you get to sort of see them learn this and you get to see how they grow and react to it. Like we get to see what judo is like after being exposed to war. And to his credit, he became this super empathetic, capable person who, above all, doesn't want people to get hurt, which I think is a, it, it is a, I, one of my absolute favorite parts of Double Zeta is seeing Judo's growth over the entire series. Oh, yeah, he sucks at the beginning. He's like, <laughs> like he's just a fucking dumb kid. Yeah, but he he becomes the like a real actual hero and yeah, loved loved to see it. Like he made me very very happy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, thinking about it, thinking about all the cast members, almost all of them get their sort of growth. I think the only character we don't see get their big growth is is Eno and L, because you know Beecha, Beecha and Mondo are the main ones, right? They fuck, they fuck off. They 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 work with Zeon for a while, but then later on, they really get they they understand responsibility and they understand what they should be doing, and you know they they join back up with with the Argama crew and work with them, and Beecha becomes the fucking captain of the Nail Argama, and he grows into that, and Mondo grows into it as well. I mean, Mondo's obviously harsher circumstances when he sees the girl he likes get fucking uh, somehow. Killed by a Zgok, by by a racist guy, uh, by a transphobic, sexist, racist guy. But, like, they they both end up so capable afterwards. And I feel like that was just a very fun thing to watch that you wouldn't necessarily get with adults. I agree. Mm-hmm. But, oh, man, like like you were saying, Bicha. Bicha mm. grows so much. He's a completely different character. Seriously, yeah. Like, but from the, from the beginning to the end, like, those... Episode one, Beecha, and episode, uh, I can't remember what the last episode number was, but... 47, I believe? Yeah, yeah, 47. Yeah, 47. Those two guys, I don't oh, think yeah. they would, I don't think they'd recognize each other or like <laughs> no, each they, other No, they wouldn't get along. Absolutely not. No, yeah, it, it, it's like, yeah, you know, Beecha pretty much was, like, the biggest changed character over the series. It's cool that he wasn't the main character, and, like, it's just nice to see him grow into... Not an adult, obviously, because he's still, like, 15 or 16 when the series ends. But, like, it's just good to see him grow and get better. And I feel like 
none of the characters had really crazy unlikable moments like a lot of the Zeta cast did. Like fucking Rekoa, holy shit. That was just dire the entire fucking time. And no one really got to that point. Like obviously Beach and Mondo were with Zeon for a while and Rue had her whole fucking thing. But like none of them become hard to love. Or, or rather, none of... None, I never got to the point where I didn't like any of them. Even when they were doing things that I didn't like, I still was like, okay, but like, you're still a fun character and I still like to see you. I got really close to not liking uh, Rue anymore. <laughs> right, Rue, like, Rue, Rue, yeah, I mean, the hardest, the worst part about Rue is when she's like, hey, Judo, get over the fact that your sister got fucking killed. You idiot. You dumbass. Like, come on, Rue. Like, fucking, he's 14. And And I wish that, like... I wish there would have been a little bit more of a discussion or ramification in the show about that. Because, like, she just kind of comes back and everything's cool. Yeah, and then they end up together afterwards. So, I guess he just forgave her for all the time she was being so fucking rude to him about his sister being killed. Except not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I... Hmm. It's a, it's a good cast. I I love... I love the Shangri-La kids. They're so much fun. They're amazing. Wonderful cast. And I love seeing all the characters from Zeta Gundam as well. Like... Except for Bright. I don't give a shit about Bright. But I love seeing <laughs> Astonage. I liked how Torres had fucking development. And you got he got his own little bit of episodes on the moon, too. Like That was really cool. Keithron is there sometimes. And then the new characters that get introduced that aren't from any other series. Some of them are good. Some of them are not. Actually, most of them are not. Like, fucking Millie is fine. But Emery slash Emily and Medchar, fuck them. I hate both of them. Ugh. But all of the fucking, everyone from Neo Zeon is like, I love them all so much. Oh my god, the villains in this show were so amazing. They are incredible. I, they, and, and I feel like they strike uh, such a good balance between being foppish, silly, goofy cartoon villains. And also, yeah, by the way, they're dangerous, competent fighters who you really need to fucking watch out for. And... And even they had some some growth and some change. Um, like, this wasn't actual character growth because we didn't see it happen. And it didn't uh-huh. happen because the person wanted it to. It was happened to him. <laughs> yeah. But it was really interesting seeing, and, and honestly, very scary, seeing Mashmer go right. from his goofy, adorable, lovable self to, like, this, like, still devoted to Haman, but kind of a cold and yeah. like more calculating and just way more serious villain. I, I wish we could have seen a little bit of the go between there, um, but it probably actually works better that we didn't. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like both Mashmers cause they're basically separate characters. Except Honestly, the they both love come on. Um, both of them are just so fucking good. I love to see them. I love the comic relief villain Mashmer was in the first part of the show. And I love the, Super confident, fucking souped up battle badass he was at the end of the show. And I feel like his death when he died, I was like, you know what? This is fine. This is what I expected from him. And I'm happy with it. I love Kara soon. I, as much as I don't care for horny content in shows, hers is just so fucking funny. I I feel the exact same way. Anytime that um, there's horny in shows, I'm like, ugh. Okay. Don't don't need that. Yeah, but but damn it, she was so lovable and silly. So yeah, it was okay. And, and, yeah, it's fine. And you know, Rakan is one of the main bad guys and he's cool. He's very cool and badass. I don't like that he is like 
probably the most prominent black character in the entire series so far, and he's like the most evil, pretty much. But yeah. fucking, ugh. um, and then there are a lot of lesser. Like I, I like that they went to the effort of giving like a decent design and name and personality to the guys who show up to get killed. Like that fucking what was her name? Like that blonde lieutenant that that Glummy had when they were fighting um, outside of Dakar, who gets killed oh. like five minutes after she's introduced. She had a full oh. name and a full character design and everything. Like they put in a decent amount of effort. Yeah, she was uh, Ilya or Iliana or. No, no, no. Ilya was the pink hair lady who's hanging out with Mashburn oh. at the end. Oh, which which lady? Fucking, I'm trying. I'm I'm looking. I'm scrolling through my notes to see if I can find it. Runaway Rue. No, this is Rommel. Siblings love. No, this is too early. Lena's blood. Here we go. Um, and her name is. Ba 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 ba. I almost have it. You're gonna <laughs> say it on a Jimmy Neutron brain blast, probably, and be like, "Oh, yeah, fuck yeah, 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 yeah I yeah, loved yeah, her." Yeah. Amathapola. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was amazing. <laughs> she just shows up. She has cool 80s hair and she fucking dies. There's like August Guidon. There was fucking Lex Luthor who ate 40 cakes as four tens. Um <laughs> and of course, Glemmy. Oh my god, I love Glemmy. Oh man, Glemmy is Glemmy is a mess and he's great. It is so fucking funny that. I fully believed he was a one-off character who was going to get killed, and he ended up being the main villain of the show. Honestly, like I—that—that's I, the one thing I was going to bring up later—is that like, really, who's the main villain, him or Haman? It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, and I no, love that. I, I think I honestly do think Glemmy is the main villain of the show because, like, Haman, she, she's the holdover from Zeta, right? She is. She, she she's around then she's around now she's the quote-unquote final boss but i feel like glemmy is almost more well hmm haman is a more important enemy to judo specifically but glemmy is a more important enemy to everyone else in the show i think i i agree i think that he is um he i think that he is the main villain of the show and haman is the main villain of judos mm, yeah yeah, you know, like, Glemmy is the sort of, Glemmy is the like the wars villain, and Haman is like the new types villain. Yeah. I feel like they sort of exist in these, in, in, in sort of separate spheres where, you know, like, I, I don't need, part of me is like, okay, well, would it, A, you have been able to win the war if, had it not be for Glemmy taking half of Haman's shit and them fighting amongst themselves? And like, I don't know if they'd be able to, but... Because of him, you know, things worked out well. Because Glummy had his own faction and they were able to fucking kill him. But I think the addition of, like, a third faction and two of them are villains and they're fighting by themselves was such a fucking fun choice on the show's part. It was really cool. And honestly, like, I, I loved the build-up to it. It wasn't unexpected. It, uh, it kind of happened mm-hmm. fast when it happened. But... Like you knew something was up with him. You knew you knew he was yeah. planning something. And, and like and the the seeds were there too. It's it's weird that he kind of went so quickly from being a grunt to being like the dude. But mm-hmm. but yeah, like the plan was there all along, and right. it wasn't surprising. Yeah, it, it felt believable. It felt natural. I I I, I it just. 
he was, I think, probably my favorite part of Double Zeta. Just that change up of, yeah, by the way, like, there's two bad guy factions now. And, and it did come up sort of abruptly, but it was certainly hinted at, you know, Glemmy's new type core ended up being a real thing. It, it wasn't like the most um, the most unheard of thing, but it, it it worked out well. I just his inclusion was great. Um, oh, p- pull two and pull LP pull, very cool for Gundam to introduce clones as a concept now too. <laughs> it was yeah. weird at first. At first, at first when it got uh, like shown that LP was the LP pull was a clone. Or the pull two was a thing. At first, I was kind of dreading it. I was I was nervous. I have seen a lot of things have clones and it end up being bad. Mm-hmm. But I think that uh, it, I think it worked out really well. I was like, at first, a lot. I was really worried. It's like, oh, she's ten. There's gonna be some weird like sex things about it. Not really. Like, there's no. the whole scene where pull two is like naked coming out of the tank, but. As bad as that was, none of it was sexualized, which is like, okay, that's more than I expected from Gundam. I don't, Gundam kind of does that a lot, though, where there's there's nudity, but it's not in a sexual that's context. Tr- it's, yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. I, yeah, you know, come to think of it, that happens, like, in every series, pretty much. Like, you always see that, because I feel like that's one of the shows benefits that like yeah it doesn't get gross about that kind of thing for the most part it's i'm still extremely wary when it does because i'm like oh Oh, no this is when it's gonna be the bad kind of you know this is when something gross is gonna happen but like it happens it's there but it's not the nastiest like the 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 show isn't as gross about it as it could be and like i I shouldn't be thanking the show for that but you know (laughs) (laughs) under no circumstances you have to hand the to yoshiki tamino um i really like pull though i liked how she was basically sort of became one with judo i liked their relationship evolve where they had so many fights but like eventually judo did accept her as pretty much his sister if he didn't say that like obviously the vibe is the same oh absolutely she Mm -hmm. she She, was his second sister for sure yes and i I liked pull two's sort of turn at the end to becoming good to finally becoming pulled over to judo's side and helping him before she finally dies like it's it it I think a lot of it serves to show how Judo is this character who can bring about change people and who can bring out the best in people because he is this archetypical good guy hero that rubs off on everyone else he's around. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like about Pull Two was mm-hmm. her death. It felt really out of nowhere and like it felt like it shouldn't have happened. As okay, I'm with you. I think I'm. I think I'm okay with her dying. What I'm not okay with is that we see her die. First of all, she nods off in a chair. It's not necessarily... It's not the most, like, by this character died, you know? But the show does not... Like, that's literally the last we see of her. That's the last we hear of her. Nobody says anything about it. I'm okay with her dying if she were to get... You know, if she were to get, like, a funeral or what have you. But I say, oh, yeah, by the way, everyone's sad about Pulse 2. No, she just fucking dies and, like... And nobody says it. anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that works better than her being around still. Because, like, you know, Judo ends up with Lena. So he still has a sister. But I think that if she were to be around, it would be better for her to, like, kind of go off on her own. And, you know, figure out her own shit. I feel like she didn't necessarily need to be around after the ending. Like, I, I don't want to be so cold as to say she served her purpose and then she dies and I'm fine with it. But, like, I, I think what, the main thing we needed was just a little bit more dwelling on her death and thanking her for what she did like after yeah. turning good or <sighs> what we need 
is hmm. a, is an ague sequel where where Beecha and Poltu and some of the other people take off on their own and they grow up and they have their own like mercenary ship. That'd be cool. Ah. <laughs> Part half of me is that's cool. Half of me is like, wait, no, Jake, we don't want to make the kids fight any more than they already have. No, but that, that's why I said they grow up first. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're adults, so they know better. Exactly. What a fucking just double Zeta, really good all around, except for when it wasn't. But it was yeah. mostly good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's the best he can say. Good shit. Um, are, are there any other like main overarching thoughts you'd like to bring up for double Zeta? I think we kind of covered everything that I yeah. had. I just want to stress again, watch Double Zeta. <laughs> Please watch Double Zeta. It's good. It's good, we promise. I know you have to watch two full anime series, like four seasons of TV before you get to here. But like when you get there, it's worth it. I promise. It's good. Absolutely. I'd never lead you astray. Not on a podcast where everyone can get my ass afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. All right, Jake, that is segment one. And now it is time... For some more important shit to happen. Because I have just begun sharing my screen. All right. Let me. I got it. Okay. We have our tier maker open. Tier maker, mobile suit gun, and double zeta. Cool robots. I make one every single season. Because the most important thing about the show is cool robots. And we are going to go through all of the notable quotables that we've seen in double zeta. And find out what is the coolest. Which one is lame as hell. And which ones are just just fine. So... <laughs> And, and I have organized this in largely chronological order. There might be one or two that are like a little bit different. But for the most part, these are all what they are. Like these are the order you see them in. And I feel like that's the best way to sort of display them. So and and, and uh, two, two exceptions. Obviously, if a robot has shown up in a previous series, I'm not going to include it because we already talked about it. And Haro is going to be at the top of every list. We just don't oh, include him because, yeah. you know, I've already been there. <laughs> um, He's in the triple S tier. We didn't even include yeah, yeah, the no. triple S tier because it's obvious. He's, he's untouchable. Exactly. Um, okay, Jake. So starting out at the first of our list, we have the Gallus J. The Gallus J. The Gallus J, what Mashmer used to fight Judo in Colony 1. The cool sort of like red or, or, or green with some purple red accents. Very sharp. The, our first new Xeon ship. I like it. I like it. It's pretty solid. It's uh, I like the like... This is one thing I I might have noticed in the episode, but I like that, you know, one hand's got, like, red fingers, and one hand's just, like, yeah. all gray. That's kind of cool looking. I believe, the, I believe the red fingers are a mark of it being a prototype. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, and, and, and honestly, the red fingers are my favorite part about it. I think, I think this is, like, a C tier, right? Like, this is, or a B tier, I mean. It's, it's fine, you know? It's not terrible. It's not like, wonderful, but I feel like it's just, like, it's, you know, it's good. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so B tier. Nothing else is in so far. Next up, we have the Zissa. I love the Zissa. The Zissa is cool. It's very small. It's it's a little minion-esque. <laughs> um, w- w- very striking about it. First of all, half of its fucking size is like the missile pods and this gigantic fucking thruster at the back. But it's, both, it's mostly legs because its head is built into its torso. It's very stubby. This thing is funky looking. You know what I, it kind of makes me think of? Mm. Like, I don't think I made this association before, but it, it kind of makes me think of, like, a football player. It's just got those, like, huge shoulders and, like, mm-hmm. it's just all, like, squat and, like, like ah, I just, I love it so much. I like it. All right, I'm, I'm feeling A tier for this oh, guy. Oh, absolutely. I was going to get all upset right. with you if it wasn't. 
No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, 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 Neo Zeon grunt suits from the early, uh, uh, late Zeta, early double Zeta. It's purple, it's pink, it has big old shoulder pads this time, which make it look a little bit less weird, because the original Gazas didn't really have that, so it just had a strange shape to it. I think it's fine. It can turn into, like, a mobile armor, which is pretty neat looking. Uh, I think the mobile armor looks cooler than the actual mobile suit does. Exactly what I was about to say. Um, Mm -hmm. but overall, it's not, it's... There's not a lot yeah. to say about it. I'm feeling kind of C tier. It's just it's just there, you know? It's That's not horrible, but it's just eh. Alright. Gaza D. Gaza D's nuts in C tier. Eh. Next up, we have the oh, what is this guy called? The I, thing that the thing that What's His Face used on the colony, him and Yazan. The thing that I, I accidentally said something else and uh you got a little oh, Jake don't oh, say oh, that. Oh fuck. Um um But now um, I can't think of what it's actually called. <laughs> I know the gaze. Right? Um, the gaze. The gaze. Yeah, you called it the jizzy or something. Yeah, on um, accident. On accident. The, I promise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gaze. <laughs> Gaze's fun looking. I love it. It's like it's got the four arms. Each one has a different hand, mm-hmm. and it's got that cool cockpit that's not really all that useful that spins around the middle. Yeah, it's it's so silly. It still has a mono. It looks like a teapot. It looks like the Tin Man from Wizard of Oz. Honestly, it's fucking cool. Honestly, yeah. it's one of the suits that I th- like have thought about the most. Mm-hmm. And I it's, think it's, it's got to be so VRA. weird and different. Yeah, I I think I want to put it right right below the Zissa in A tier. Okay, I I think the Zissa is a little bit cooler, but I just love the Geze and how funky it is. You know, I uh, yeah yeah okay um oh, yeah so so and and for reference for people listening um I'll post the image afterwards obviously but. When I do this, the more to the left it is, the higher up in its own tier it is. But I feel like I think that's how most people do these tier lists. So, I think so. It'll, it's ordered within the, the rank. Um, all right, Jake, next up, we have a big fucking heavy hitter. We have the Hama Hama. The Hama Hama. And uh, you have this thing. I have this thing. It's uh, not built yet, but it's going to be. And I am. Uh, it's part, part of why I'm doing the, the Maxter next mm-hmm. is because I need a little bit of a break from the. from. Uh, for Master Grade ones, yeah. But uh, oh, I'm so looking forward to it. It's uh, it's big. It's green. It's got the arms on strings that we love. Really crazy shoulders. Oh god, I can't. I can't get enough of this guy. I kind of want to put it at the top of A tier still. That's exactly where I was thinking. There's just so many really cool Zeon suits that, like, we might have to rebalance the list because we can't have everything in A tier. But, like, <laughs> early on, there's some really fucking sick things. There's there's some some less impressive ones later on. But yeah, yeah, so we'll far, we got some just awesome suits. Mm-hmm. And speaking of awesome suits, next up we have the Arjarja. This is the suit that Kara Soon first showed up in. It is red, spiky. It has an actual, like hilt where the beam saber is stored or or rather like a scabbard the beam saber is stored into it has really cool sort of like thruster verniers inside the shoulders that you can see they look like little pock marks it's fun i like it it looks like like they were going yeah a knight is exactly what i was about to say they were going for a knight look and i think it's Mm -hmm. one of the one of the first or maybe the first mobile suit that they kind of went with the knight look for Yes, we'll, we'll get more. Well, I mean, the most night mobile suit to me is all the way back in 0079, the uh, Gion. 
Because it oh, had like yeah, the, the, the triangle helmet and the shield and the spear. But like, this is another very knight-esque. And I thought the gun was I, later, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very non... It, it, it feels later than it is for its design. Um, I'm, I'm feeling, I think, top of B for yeah. me. A little cooler than Gallus J, but not quite as cool as the Geze. Yeah. Yeah? All right. Yeah. Uh, top of B for, for the Arjarja. And next up, Jake, we have the titular Gundam Double Zeta. Ooh, baby. Or mm. the Double Zeta. I believe it's the Double Zeta Gundam. Um, I, I think we can both agree... This is an S tier Gundam. Oh, absolutely. This is Thank you. F- such it is an S tier Gundam. I love I think my favorite thing about it. For for it, it goes back to the original like Gundam face cuz the Zeta didn't have that obviously. But it has like a, a double double V fin like the Zeta had. It is so fucking chunky. But I think one of my favorite things about it is that it's not white. It it has the tricolor, it has the red, blue, yellow accents. But it's not a true white on most of it. It is like this very, very light, almost lime color. It is a very slight tinge of green. And you'll see it. Um, you can mostly see it on the art for the full armor, which we'll get to at the end of this list. But I really, there's something about that very slight tinge of green that I really, really love to see on the Double Zeta. Hmm, I hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, it isn't completely white. Yeah, like if you compare it to the art of the Zeta, like on the wiki is what I have it up. It, like you can tell it is not the same. Like you can tell it's an actual like tinge of color. It's off white. It's off. Yeah, yeah. It's like a very sickly white. Um, S rank. Come on, easy peasy. Easy peasy. Um, next up, Jake. Th- this I, I this might be contentious because we have the Zaku Zeta, which is when Eno slapped a Zaku head onto the Zeta Gundam while the Double Zeta was fighting. I want to hear where you think this should go. Is there a double S rank? <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Jake. I'm so glad you got there. Okay. I'm editing. Not, oh, not editing the chart. I am. Can I add a new tier to this? It's, it's my own tier list, so it might be add a row above. There we go. I'm going to add a row above, and I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it the Z tier. <laughs> there we go. Above, above S tier, Z tier, and that is where the Zaku, the Zeta Zaku resides. Because holy shit, this thing is so fun. I, it is so stupid. It is so silly. It is such a fun design for this robot. It's truly the best. It is so fucking sick. Um, okay, good, good. I'm so, I'm so glad we're on the same level for this. Um, <laughs> next up, we have the Coddle, which is a mobile worker uh, from Moon Moon. This is the big chunky guy, C A T L. C A T L. Yeah, I uh, see. You know, I I told you we were going to get to some uh, less memorable ones, and uh, it's fine? Question mark. It's odd. It's, it's weird. It's like they they tried to recreate the the fun of the forearms, but then they made it weird. It, it, its arms are like on the opposite ends of its sort of like shoulder axes. It's a. It's not a fighter, right? It's a mobile worker, so it's not meant to fight or anything. So the arms are more manipulators. It does have like a gun cannon on its head, and a, one of its hands ends in a gun. It just. It just feels like they wanted to do the Geze again, but it was too soon, and I don't really care it that much. Yeah, and and like you said, it's not a fighter. It's a mobile worker. So why does it have guns? Why does it doesn't need guns if it's a worker? Exactly. 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 I don't know, Jake. This is. I think this might be our first D tier. Yeah. It's just kind of. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Eh. All right. Sorry, Coddle. 
Uh, uh, your day may come later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, we have another fucking big boy. Next up, we have the Bawu. 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 What's this? Uh, I when I look at Bawu, I just think, oh, it's the R Jar but cooler. Yeah. I it's like this is the exact same color scheme. Yeah, it, I love the the weird kanji on the the front skirt armor. I like how it's cock. Or it, well, that was a bad way to end my sentence. <laughs> I, I like God. I like how it's cockpit chest area is basically the Zetas. Like it has the same like flat vents and the same way like the red nail that flips up. I like the Bawula. It's cool. It's very cool. I just looked up what the kanji was for. Yeah. And it's a combination of the kanjis for dragon and flight. Flying dragon. Yeah, that fucking, you know what? <laughs> Sounds about right. I, I agree. Um, What do you think? I'm thinking maybe above the Arjarja and B. Okay, yeah. Like we said, it's a cooler Arjarja. It, it's the Arjarja, but better. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Okay. Now we have the Gazom. And the Gazom is, I think we first saw, oh, what was his name? The guy who was always hanging with Mashmer and, and Kara, who got killed eventually. Oh, um. Gotten. Gotten. Gotten, yeah. The Gazom, oh, it is hard to spell. G-A-Z-O-W-M-N is how you spell it. Or G-A-Zom. It's like, it's weird, right? It feels like a sort of an evolution side stage of a dom. It's like a Dom, but thinner a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it does got the mobile armor mode, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. The mobile armor is like, it looks like a dog jumping almost. <laughs> yeah. It sure does. It's, it's strange. Yeah. This one is like. Uh, I'd say high C. I think high C is good. Yeah. You know, it, it's cooler than the, it's cooler than a Gaza D. It's the, the Gazas are together, which is more important. That's good. That's good to me. Um, oh, we got it. <laughs> Jake, we got another fucking big boy because we have. Pulls cuble. Ooh man, this is tough. So I, I don't always include color variants, but if they're really important, I will. And obviously, a dark plum and pink cuble has to be on that list. Cause look at it. They took the cuble and they're like, but what if goth? What if it was goth? I maybe this is me trying to speak to the fun bit of it. But what if it was right next to the double zeta? Okay, yeah. I... Judo and Pull are basically siblings. We shouldn't separate them. <laughs> All right, I like it. it, it's, it the bit has to continue. I'm going to put it below the double Zeta because, come on, it's the double. Like, it's the double I feel Zeta. like the novelty of the Cubelay is a little bit less now that we've been seeing a lot of them around. Double Zeta is just like, come on, come on. Come on. Good. Good. Okay. Next up, we have the Dreisen, which is the actual evolution of the Dom. Um... If you if you like don't know you can't you it might be hard to tell the difference between the Dom and the Dryson. yeah because they have pretty much the same shapes they have like the flared out arms and legs but the Dryson is purple instead of black and it has still has the red around the face it has some yellow it has the sort of Xeon crest on the cockpit it has these cool I like the purple and dark blue color scheme it has going on to it um it is a very cool Naginata which is very fun oh uh, I, I I am a sucker for a Naginata. For anything, anything like on a stick, right? Yeah, like like in Bravely Default, spears are my favorite weapon group. Yeah, dude. Oh, what a fun <laughs> game. Yeah, I. Hmm. 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 Okay, so you you know what? If it huh. if it weren't for the Naginata, I'd say like like maybe low B, but I'm thinking like high uh-huh. B. 
I'm thinking high B2. Let's put it... How about we put it between the Baowu and the Arjarja? That sounds good to me. All right. Yeah, that, 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 that's where you belong, Dryson. Congratulations. Um, now we have... And we're going to be in... For the most part, this is like where we get a little eh. Because uh, we have the Zaku Mariner, which is a Zaku. A Zaku 2. But a little more like aqua-colored, dark green, teal, some yellow. Has an antenna, has a more sort of bubbly head. It's a Zaku, you know? Yeah, it's um not much to say about it because it's basically just like a, another color, another color of a Zaku. Mm-hmm. I think that I think C. I think C. Yeah, let's put it. I kind of put it at the bottom of C to be honest. That's fair. It's just it's like I've seen Zakus. I love the Zakus, but I've just seen so many. You know? Yeah. Um, okay, ooh, this one, this next one, Jake, is also really, really good. We have the Kapool. The Kapool. We got the little ball. Oh, God, I love this guy. This guy is fun. I I know that, like, we weren't super thrilled about the Mariner, uh, Zaku, but I'm a sucker for underwater stuff, like, um, so, uh, like, naval, uh, mobile suits, I, I always am drawn to them, and... Mm-hmm. This guy was in some really good episodes. Yeah. And he's just got that really cool gimmick of turning into a ball and zipping across the water. Fuck yeah. No, the Kapool rules. I'm I'm feeling A tier. Absolutely. Maybe let's put it. Hmm. between the, the Zissa and the Gazay? Yeah, let's put it there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like mid to low A tier is good. Fuck yeah. yeah. Uh now we have the Desert Zaku, which is you guessed it. It's a Zaku, but it's sand colored. Because it's in the desert. It has like a sort of swept back antenna. And it's brown and brown. It's fucking... <laughs> it, it's like, I don't know. It's just like it's like a little bit less cool than this Mariner. Because I like the colors on the Mariner a little bit more. Yeah, I'd say D above the Coddle. Yeah. 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 D tier. Sorry, Zaku. Um, these next two kind of can go together. Uh, it's the Dwaj and the Dwaj Custom. These are the guys that Rommelcore used, um, which is basically a fucking dom, but yeah. uh, desert colored. I think I think the Dwatch custom is a lot cooler because it has like a lot more red and it has these like cool, cool like double antenna setup. But they're both just like and these. Uh, these are also desert suits like the yes. Desert Zaku, mm-hmm. but they're a lot cooler. They're a lot cooler. Yeah, they're I think better designed for sure. I want to put it. I want to put it maybe between the Gaza D and the Zaku Mariner in in like low C tier. Okay. Um, maybe maybe the Dwaj Custom. How about this? The regular Dwaj goes between the Zaku Mariner and the Gaza D, but the Dwaj Custom can go between the Gazome and the Gaza D. Okay, that's fair. We can we can separate them because the Dwaj Customs I think is a little bit cooler. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of cool, we have fucking the Gym Three. Do you care about this fucking guy at all, Jake? I don't give a shit about a gym. No, like, fucking bottom of D, go to hell. There's there's some gyms that are cool, but like this is this Not is this just guy. regular gym with a coat of paint. He's cool. I I like the teal color, but it's a gym. Come on, enough of this, dude. Oh, god, it's no um, it's no gym sniper. It's no gym sniper. And oh, we got another cool guy though. We are at the Ewak Zack. Oh man, the Ewak Zack. This is big the uh, this is the the reconnaissance mobile suit that has the big old dish for a head that mm-hmm. uh, they used to like basically spy on on the 
like they they basically use it to spy and yes it's ah it's really cool it is i ah this guy is so cool i i just i love his weird goofy giganto disc head i like how the actual like sort of mouthpiece as it were on the on the ewak zack is different um i think i'm feeling maybe like mid b tier right smack in the middle right smack in the middle why not yeah yeah that, that that fits um now we're at another contentious pick we are at the zaku 3 the big chunky zaku oh, this is specifically yeah. the the gray one that uh rakan used i like it i like how oh, big and chunky so and cool. evil looking it is it yeah, looks it's, mean it's you know? menacing it is i hmm i think hmm. high b i think high b i think at the top of b honestly yeah 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 top of b good uh, okay, we have the Re-Galgu next, which is Ilya Pazam's machine, the Galgu with the fuck-huge shoulder pads. <laughs> the the, the Galgu that saw a uh, that saw a Kublai and was like, ooh, I, I like that. <laughs> Why can't I have it? It's, it's like, I like the colors. I really like the dark red on really dark blue. The sort of, like, yellow, or the green, like, orb on the cockpit is great. It's fun, you know? Yeah, it's, I, I, it's a good I think design. it's it's strange, but it works for what it is. Yeah. How you feeling for this one? Um hmm. I'm thinking hmm. s- either high C or low B. Let's do high C so we can sort of match them up. Let's I, I think I like it a bit more than the gazome. Yeah. Yeah, okay. High C. That's good. Um and now we have the Jamru Finn. I don't I don't know, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to pull up a picture of him. I don't remember the John Rufin a whole a whole lot, honestly. Oh, here it, it is. It was the it was the oh, 3D squadron yeah. guys. Oh yeah, those guys. Um well Yeah. There's not a whole lot to talk about. They're just kind of eh. Yeah. It's it, it turns into a plane. It's kinda neat. Um I think maybe it's the coolest thing in D tier. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's fine. It's just not as exciting. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we have, oh, we have a fucking freaky little man. We, we got, got the Agu guy. The Agu guy, which we saw in the courtyard of fucking, what's his face? Tiger Bomb. This thing is like, as much as I love bugs, it's kind of scary looking. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I really like it. It's just kind of a goofy little... I think if it weren't for its little tentacle hands, I wouldn't care about it at all. Mm-hmm. But it's got those little tentacle hands, and it's f- just kind of fun. It's kind of, yeah, you know, it's gross, but I like it. it, it it's like a gross-out toy as a kid. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. this is gross. I want to keep on playing with it. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think I'm with you. I think I like how weird and nasty it is. Um, Yo, hmm. I was looking at, I just looked at its page, and those uh, tentacles are heat rods like, like Ron Burrell oh, had. Oh, shit. Fuck yeah. Oh, it's like a bunch of heat rods. Oh, that rules. I like that. That's fun. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Where should we put this? I feel like it's... I feel like I'm okay with putting it pretty high up. Honestly, me too. Um, um, hmm. Maybe... Maybe bottom of A, honestly? Yeah? It might be a little too generous, but we can we can work on it later. We can see how we feel when the whole thing's complete. Because I think it's like... Let's put it next to the Gezi, because they're both just like weird fucking guys. Just goofy dudes being goofy bros. Exactly. And now we have Pull 2's Cubelay, which is the red and yellow Cubelay. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. 
Yeah, it's the it's the classic char color scheme of red and gold. Mm-hmm. There's nothing not to like about it. Um, I'd say maybe it's not as cool as LP poles. Maybe no. maybe like a tier between the Hama and the Zissa. Let's do that. Yeah, it's it's cool, but like I I've I've been seeing almost too many cubelays by now. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Good. Um. This is an interesting one. Next up, we have the Game Alk, which is uh, Kara's final suit, which is that big fucking chunky red guy with like just the beams out the ass. Everywhere is beams on this thing. It's fucking Disco Ball Gundam. It is huge. It has a very interesting mono eye. The way like the... the, the Ooh, Thunder. That's fun. Um, The way like the mono eye uh, sort of like slot is kind of clasped together. I love the big old fin up front. I think it's weird. Heels, I like it's like... Red, dark red, and like indigo colors. This thing is pretty neat. Yeah, I and like we're talking about the eye. It's got those little. It's got these little like details around the mono eye as well. Um, yeah, I like the little, like tattoos. Yeah, yeah, that just yeah. makes it even cooler to me. Um, I think hmm. it's hard to place because mm. I want. I I think we're good at putting. I think it's. It, I think B tier is how I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. Now Maybe. we're at B tier. <laughs> hmm. I think I think I might want to put it right below Zaku three. Okay, yeah, I can see that. It's cool. I it's I, I, cool. I like putting. You know, we have it next to a red suit. We have it next to another like evil suit. It's fun. It's it, it's like it hasn't done a whole lot to endear itself to me right now. So I don't think it can go any higher than this. Uh, now we have the Gaz L and Gaz R. These guys are really neat as a gimmick. They're really neat together. But uh-huh. separate, I don't feel anything about them. I don't fucking care. I First of all, I hate their heads. I hate the Galbaldi head. <laughs> I think it is hideous. I think it's stupid looking. I really don't like it. Um, although, it'd be kind of funny. What if we put the Gazelle at the left of D tier and the Gazar at the right of D tier? <laughs> like, it has a fun bit. I like, book ends. I like Your it. I like it. bookends. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the, the fans will understand. Um, now we have the Shuzrum Diaz, which is the, I think it's like an artillery type Rick Diaz that we see for like a fucking split second outside of the, um, I think it's an axis where Haman and Maneva hang out in the, in the, uh, like the manor. Um, I don't know, Jake. I don't care about this guy either. I don't, but I really, really like his, uh, Big old shoulders, or not shoulders, but like his big old backpack. It's a very big backpack, I, and like even looking at it from behind, like the rear view, you can even like it is fucking massive. I I am a big fan of that, um, mm-hmm. and I think maybe right above the Zaku Mariner. Okay, that's good. I like that. That's good because it's that, not that, the greatest that's a good place for but it. But that part is pretty mm-hmm. darn cool. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like it, it elevates it. Uh, and now we have the Zaku 3 Custom, which is what Mashmer used as his final suit. And it is a Zaku 3 with, like, the sort of very dark green colors with some red accents. Uh, it has, like, a really fucking big skirt behind it on its back, on its butt. It has big old tanks on the back, too. It is funky. It's really neat. Um, I was kind of disappointed that his final suit was a Zaku. Uh-huh, but, like, yeah. the, the more I've grown... Or the more I've, like, become, like, okay with that, the more I've, like, really liked his Zaku 3. Yes. Um, 
I don't like it as much as the gray Zaku 3. No, yeah. The, the gray color scheme is very cool. You really don't see that many, like, plain, non-colored mobile suits. And the, and the, and the gray one is, like, just the spikes are bigger. It's just kind of more menacing. Yeah. I think maybe, like, mid-B tier. Mid-B, yeah. Um, I think above, but bet- maybe between the Bawu and the Dryson. Okay. It's it's like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not as cool as the gray one. Yeah. So it but, can't go above that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of cool, Queen Mansa. Oh. Big, big boy season. Mm-hmm. Um, Oof, I think it goes... You might have to... T- yeah? Let me, let me hear, let me hear, let me hear. I think it goes top of A tier, because I think it's cooler than the Hamahama, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's cool enough to be an S tier. Okay, okay, that's good. I, I was I, I was going to say S tier from the get-go, but I'm okay. Very top of A is very good for me. It is just so fucking... It's amazing. Chonky. And now we have the Dovin Wolf, which is the crazy-looking spiky, teal, red, yellow dude from, like, pretty much the end of Double Zeta. This, this is thing. what Rakan and his homies were. Uh, yeah, piloting. yeah, yeah. This thing is weird. This is it's like the based off the psycho you can tell with the weird belly button cannons. This, this I like it. I like the Dove and Wolf a lot. I really, really like it. I I don't care for it too much. I don't yeah? dislike it, but it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's a it's an okay suit. Mm. We can okay. We can meet in the middle. I think. I mean, we can maybe put this. I know B tier is getting a little crowded, but I think we can stick it in B somewhere. You know like what? Maybe like on the lower lower end of B. I was thinking. Feeling? I was thinking. You know, we said we're going to meet in the middle. What if we put it right smack in the middle of B? If we've got enough okay. suits in B to sure. give it an even split. Great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Between the Zaku three and the Dryson. Very good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're down to two. We have the Cubelay mass production type. What if it got clown shoes and just got a little bit twisted? <laughs> just shows up on the battlefield and starts kind of twerking. Yeah, it has fucking, it, it has pointy shoe, clown shoes. It's all gray. It has a cool, like, big antenna. Its face is, like, different looking. Uh, it has, like, two really thin fuel rods in the back of it. I I don't know. It I, I, feel, it's, I think at this point, I'm like, okay, there are too many Q-plays, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I I think by now I'm I am tired of all the cubes. Hmm, where to put it though? I think um, hmm. so. I don't think it's as cool as Pull Two's cubelet. No, but it is. I I do like the color scheme a lot. I like that it's all gray. I like that it's like a boring color for a very funky looking robot. And I really like the the lore behind it. Yeah, um, like that makes me like it a lot more. Do you want to put it at the bottom of A tier? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. It's nice and even. Right um, right under our funky little guy. Exactly. Right under the Agu guy. And finally, the last one, Jake, is the double Zeta full armor. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, it's I really like big chunky mobile suits, but this one kind of feels like it would have a hard time moving around. <laughs> That's the thing. It's almost like Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It. it I like that the double Z is so big and chunky, but I feel like the armor. It's hard to make out what is the robot and what is the armor. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um. I'd say it's. I mean, it's still the double Zeta. It's still yeah, yeah, really yeah. cool. I'd mm-hmm. say it's got to go somewhere in A tier. I think somewhere in A tier is good. Um, we can put it. How about 
let's put let, let's separate the funky guys. Let's put it between the Geze and the Agu guy. That's fair. It's like breaking up a fight between them because they're nasty guys and they don't know how to behave. <laughs> um, and it looks like that might be it. We have in Z tier these Zeta Zaku. We have an S tier the Double Zeta and Pulse Cubley. In A tier we have the Queen Monsa, the Hamahama, Pulse Tooth Cubley, the Zissa, the Kapool, the Geze, Full Armor Double Zeta, the Agugai, and the Cubley Mass Production type. In B tier we have the Zaku 3, the Gamalk, the Bawu, Zaku 3 Custom, Dovin Wolf, Dryson, Ewak, Zakar, Jarja, and Gallus J. C tier we have the Rigelgu, the Gazom, the Dwaj Custom, the Gaza D, the regular Dwaj, the Shuzrum Dias, and the Zaku Mariner. And lastly, D tier, we have the Gaz L, the Jamru Finn, the Zaku Desert type, the Coddle, the Jim 3, and the Gaz R. I'm pretty happy with this list, honestly. Yeah, me too. I think I think we might have done it. I think this might be it. I think this is the definitive mm-hmm. end-all be-all. You heard it list. here first, folks. You heard it here first. No, this is this is good. I am I am quite pleased. I th- I think this is. I think we've done it. I think we've done it. Good, good, cool robots, Jake. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and now we have our final segment because we we we're we're getting on on time. We got questions to go through. Um, our fans, our wonderful wonderful fans, have sent us in a bunch of questions on our mailbag. I post this at like the last week of the recording. We get a lot of fun things in. And I'm able to check all this stuff out. So, uh, first, I'll I'll go through Twitter. Um, I'll read the questions from the Twitter. We have two. Twitter comment, welcome podcast. Double Zeta Plant at Double Zeta Plant asks us, what is the best new mobile suit and why is it the Zaku 3 custom? Well, Double Zeta Plant. I'll have you know it's actually the Zaku Zeta. Yeah, it's the Zaku Zeta. There's... But... The Zaku 3... The Zaku... Wait, did they say the Zaku 3 custom? They, they, They said the custom. Mm, buddy, you gotta know that the Zaku 3 regular is cooler than the Zaku 3 custom. Mm-hmm. It's canon. It's canon. But you know what? It, it's still a, it's still a very cool ro- ro- robo suit, robot mobile suit. I accept like, it. I allow this. Like honestly, I don't think I don't think with, with maybe the exception of no, I don't think there's any bad mobile suits that we that we judged. I think there's some well, that are worse than others, but I don't think there's any bad ones. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. There's no, no, there's no bad bubbles, dude, except for some of them in different series, probably. Well, just just that we talked about today. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good, that's good. No, yeah, that's good. I'll accept that. That's good. I think you double say the plan. Um, next up, Chief Executive Malfunction at I Appreciate Your Butt asks, what was your favorite episode to record and why? Ooh. Mm. Ooh, Honestly, I think it was I think it was the finale last week's episode. That one was really good. It was I I feel like that's when we really started to get good at talking about like <laughs> <laughs> the themes, characters and facts of the show. <laughs> but it was also the finale so much so much shit happened that was so fun to talk about. It was, it was is a very fun shared experience for me, I think. This is this is kind of like related to the question, but my favorite like bit or like my favorite thing that we've said that I like just think about a lot mm-hmm. is uh Beecha being a fan of uh, <laughs> Oh my god, Kid Rock. Don't <laughs> remind me. God, that cracked me up so hard. And then when I listened to the episode again, I fucking died laughing. <laughs> god, evil. Um and she also asks, if y'all had your own robot, what would your robot look like 
and what is its special thing, like special weapon or power or feature? Ooh, mine would definitely be an aquatic robot. It would have like a ooh ooh. ooh. It would have like a beam trident. I don't even know how it would really work. Yo, that'd what be it would sick have. though. Oh, that'd be really sick though. I would I would like that a lot. That fucking rules. Very good. Um, mine. Okay, I'm not gonna fucking get into my what my dream robot would be, but I would love a robot that has not like a V fin, but sort of like beetle horn, ooh. like like an Atlas beetle or something. You know, like more reminiscent of that. Which I guess like. The V fin is based on samurai helmets, which are based on beetle horns already. So it like goes all the way back to the beginning. But it would be really fucking cool if it could do this is me just showing my ass completely. But it would be really cool if it had like big bulky backpack and like big thick arms and the arms could split apart and have two on each side like fucking General Grievous. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be fucking cool, man. I can get four beam savers. That would be sick. That would be really awesome. I guess, you know what? I'm thinking of the fucking um, Gusion rebake from, from Iron-Blooded Orphans that does that. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, well. I just thought it was something hmm. cool for, for my aquatic suit. Uh-huh. I have, they're like funnels, but uh, they kind of look like piranhas and they like shoot out. And oh, they, like, they, oh, that's they, so good! They like, they just basically tear apart the mobile suit. They don't, they don't like shoot anything. They have like, Oh, they're like physical funnels. They have like grinders or like some kind of blade on them. And they just like, Oh <clears> fuck. <throat> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Like little buzz saws. I love that. Oh, that's sick. That fucking rolls. Hell yeah. Okay. Thank you for the Twitter questions. Um, we can, so we go to the double data Midbug channel on discord. Uh, we can like pass this off. Let's take turns on these ones. All right. Um, so Rue XL thoughts. This is asked by Arsner's oh. Goof Custom. Yes. In Discord. Uh, I think that was a better... I think Rue and L are a better pair than Rue and Judo and L and Beecha. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I definitely want like to see them together because I really like the two of them together. Mm-hmm. Um, they have very good chemistry together. They have very good like moments on screen. But... Then I'm like thinking about the longevity of the relationship. I think they drive each other crazy eventually. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, no, they don't, they get together, but they like they they can't fucking stand to be around each other for more than like two days. That's good. Absolutely, I I like it, but I don't think it can last. I think they're yeah. too. They butt heads <laughs> I think too they're, hard. They're too intense for each other. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question from Cass, friend of the show, Dragon Quest Hero, Rocket Crime. Who's telling Frau? Not it. One, two, three. Not it. <laughs> Ah, oh, beans. No, now it's my responsibility. I have to fucking tell Frau that her husband and her adoptive son are killed in battle because she didn't fucking know that that fucking cats died in Zeta, and now she has to have you told that Hayato died too. Fuck. Oh Make my Bright god. Make Bright do it. Yeah, yeah, honestly, Bright has to atone for so much shit. Might as well make him tell her that too. God, ridiculous. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, fucking. All right. What's ne- what's next, Jake? All right, from a uh, former host, Colin Pagedish, mm-hmm. they ask, um, if you could juice anyone in Gundam so much that they explode, a la Mashmer, who are you giving the super soup? Oh, boy, what a question. That's, ooh. First of all, not Bright. No. As much as I want Bright to, like, disappear, I don't want him to get soup in that event. He does not deserve it. No, definitely not. Um, um, oh no, I know, I know the answer, Jake. <laughs> what is it? It's gotta be Jared. <laughs> I gotta give my boy Jared the Wario pill. 
give it to Yazan and he just can capture all the pigs before before no, exploding. You give it to Yazan, Jake, nothing happens. <laughs> Yazan's like immune. <laughs> he can't be souped. He's too like he's too spicy. He's too evil. It cannot be Yazan. Uh uh-uh. uh. No way. No, no I think way. Jared's a good pick. It's it's I just love Jared. I think Jared, as much as he deserves just a normal nondescript death we don't dwell on is would be so fucking funny if he like went completely ape shit because his mommy gf abandoned him again or something <laughs> oh god um next up from steven moore friend of the show at morsh marcello discord what is everyone's favorite zz top song i don't know a lot of them mm-hmm. um the only zz top song that like besides uh lagrange that you used for the intro uh-huh. That pops into my head is, uh, and I don't even know if this is easy top, honestly, um, but is Sharp Dressed Man. and That is easy top. Is it? Okay. Yeah. And I don't even necessarily like that song. It's just the only one I can think of. Right. Yeah, no, this is easy top, certainly not in my wheelhouse. I, I like Give Me All Your Lovin'. That's a fun song. Oh, okay. I know that one. Yeah. Give me all your lovin', all your hugs and kisses, too. Yeah, they're, they're, they're good driving music, I think, you know? It's, it's good songs to fucking... Take take an take an afternoon drive too, but I think my answer is going to have to be Lagrange because it's always going to make me think of of this exactly. What's next, Jake? All right, from Squeeg, uh, they ask. I haven't finished Double Zeta yet. Could you explain to me everything that happens in the back half without spoiling anything? Thank you in advance. Okay, okay. Um, um, war crimes, uh, clones, trauma. Trauma, uh, soup, soup, and and Jupiter. That's just about it. That's about it. That's all you really need. Now you're congratulations. You're all caught up. You can watch Tars Counterattack now. <laughs> uh, okay, 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 okay. Next up from Fred of the Show, Sarah, future host of Iron Blooded Orphan, Sun Hat Genia asks. Well, that's not really a question, but she says, "My face when y'all are finished with double Zeta, I'm still only halfway through Zeta." <laughs> and she poses the fucking Tony, Tony Kornheiser panic emoji. Very good. Um, okay, okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, our next question is from Real down below the Haman photo. If you could read that. <clears throat> um, I know it's an easy thing to go back and say what you would have done different, but you both clearly didn't like Moon Moon. How would nope. you go about changing slash replacing Moon Moon whilst keeping the importance of Rasara dying later in the show? <sighs> I think that honestly i liked it was better when they showed up on the nail argama like as refugees and just kind of talk about vibes and shit yeah i think that like if if somehow they were like a refugee in their abandoned ship and like maybe some maybe mashmer and gotten and care or i guess mashmer has gone by then like if gotten and care were on the ship and if the nail or the argama's crew was on the ship and like it wasn't this weird tribal society, but it was more like, like if the characters just kind of got to talk with each other and discuss, and you could still have the sort of like the the politics of Rasara and Sarasa disagreeing with each other at that point in time. I think that would have worked better. Basically, take all of the tribalism out of Moon Moon because clearly, like the show does not know how to sensitively handle that topic. Not at but all. make it no, 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 no. But make it more like more like an ideological discussion with all the characters being able to like talk with each other without fucking fighting i think that would be a lot more interesting to me and i wouldn't feel so fucking grossed out <laughs> watching it <laughs> what are you thinking i i think that um i mean i f- i feel like you can't take out 
them meeting them and like getting to know them because it you know um it's still it was really good for for mondo so i think that um i think you still have them go to the colony maybe it's been forgotten and instead of uh them being like you know tribalism and and we reject all all technology maybe make it like they're trying to survive having been forgotten oh and um make them like they're running low on supplies they're running low on power maybe Mm -hmm. so you still get that low tech colony but you get rid of some of the bad stuff out of there i quite like that no that's good that's like and and then you have the two factions maybe disagreeing about how to do it like maybe maybe one of them's doing something that the other one think is thinks is morally wrong or -hmm. something yeah like, like one of them wants to like siphon power off of other ships or something and the other wants to like Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. No, that's cool. I like that. I, cause you definitely would still be able to have more of like that division and, and making them different rather than just people who are stranded in space. Yeah. Like, see, we, we can, you can make that kind of pol- politics in Gundam without making it fucking tribalism. It's not that hard. We literally did it in like five minutes. <laughs> Let us fix Gundam. We're, we're just a couple of guys. Ah. <sighs> Never change Gundam. Never. You at fucking all. suck. Uh, Rio also asks, out of whatever Gundam series you have watched, either for the show or casually, what flavor of soup do you assign to each? Hmm. Let's go. Let's just go first. First three UC shows, I think, is like the easiest way. Like I could talk about Iron Blooded Orphans, but that soup is fucking like. There's something gross about that soup. I won't <laughs> touch that one yet. <laughs> um. What? Okay. Hmm. I. I think that we got to get Double Zeta out of the way and say that it's definitely the chunkiest soup. It is Double Zeta is like. D- Double Zeta is a can of Campbell's chunky. Yeah, it's it's like it is it is nice and hearty. It's it's good comfort food. It's not like you know you can just crack open a can of that and drink like not drink it, but you know <laughs> heat it up and 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 consume it. Like it's not it's not super challenging. It's like you know funny and it eases you into it. And like when when you do get the new type moments, it's like oh shit, like crazy crazy fucking nonsense happens. I think it's definitely got to be chunky. Hmm. Zeta, I think, Zeta's more complex. Zeta really, like, is darker, it's more mature, you, 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 it, it's like, uh, a more exhausting experience sometimes. Yeah? I had a thought. Yeah, hit me. So, with Zeta, you can definitely, like, go through it and just, like, watch it and whatever and, like, not have it make that much of an impact on you, but I think that, like, I think that if you, you put it, you put into it, and you get a lot out of it. And uh-huh. what's the soup that you have to put stuff into? Pho. Uh Oh, it's pho. Because they just give it's you the something... broth, and then you have to put what you want into it. And the more right. and, and the more you put into it, and the more that you get it how you like it, the more you're going to get out of it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, Jake, that's so fucking choice. And it's like, it's like it, you, you get pho, and you're like, oh, well, you know, like all pho. Like I don't think it's going to be that filling with spears, but then you're fucking stuffed afterwards, like. Pho is always deceptively filling. It, 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 it at the end, you're like, "That was insane. That was so much." But it was satisfying. It was so good. And oh, Jake, that's so perfect. I love that. That's good. That's so good. Um, oh, you know what? 0079, It's the OG. It's the OG. It's like you know, you think of Gundam. It is the very original. It is the touch point. It is the beginning of it all. When you think of the most basic normal soup, what do you think of Jake? Chicken noodle. It's got to be chicken noodle soup. Thank you. I'm glad Hell that we yeah. got there. It's chicken noodle. It's good soup. It's classic soup. It is, it's like something that everyone can agree is like 
you know, you don't always, you're not always in the mood for chicken noodle soup, but like when you're feeling sick, when you're feeling down, it is, it's, that is like the soup that you need. It is, it is like a, such a touch point of soup. I think it works for being the 0079 of soup, you know? I think so. All right. Uh, and I believe Riel has another question for us. Yes. Um, if you had to choose one of the Shangri-La kids to turn traitor and join Glimmy, which would it be and why? Huh. Hmm. I I think for my answer, I'm gonna uh-huh. go with um with Beecha. Have okay. take take Beecha's journey from earlier when he like was thinking about turning traitor and then didn't, and have him go full ham into being a traitor. Like mm. it, and and it fucks Mondo up. Mondo like returns back to the to the Argama and he's like, I couldn't hang. I couldn't he's doing shit that is not okay. And like just yeah. have just have Beecha go full Full evil. Oh yeah, and like then, Beach is like fuck all y'all. Like, oh, like you take, oh, like you take Beach and Mondo both trying to become uh, bad guys, and then Beach it does, mm-hmm. but Mondo is like, nope, nope, fuck this. Yeah. Okay. No, that could that could be very interesting. Like when they're actually like definitively enemies to each other, that would be cool. Yeah. Um. Oh, and then Mondo can, was... like later try to turn Beach back. Like, oh, because they're buddies. The uh, yeah. Oh, that's quite nice. Um, I was kind of thinking, what if it was Eno? Ooh. You wouldn't expect it, but but I feel like Eno's whole thing is that he's so like he's so easily forgotten about. He's always so easily pushed aside. He never gets to do anything important. Like he's always sort of like in the background. And I feel like you could definitely see Eno starting to get fed up with how he's just like sort of on the back burner all the time by everyone. And Glemmy is like giving him a chance to be important and make a difference. And, you know, something that Glemmy's ideology could appeal to Eno in some way that I can't imagine right now. But, like, I feel like that could work just because Eno doesn't get to do a whole lot. So it would be cool to see him have to have that crisis of, like, well, I can join the bad guys and I'll be able to do something and be someone and be important for once. Because no one else gives me that opportunity. Hell yeah. Yeah. Aw. Come back, Eno. (laughs) You're good. Eno, come back. Eno, (laughs) come back. You can blame it all on me. Uh, okay, big question from friend of the friend of the show JoJo F's. So Keithron is a dude who, like ninety five percent of modern fans, don't know exists until the end of Double Zeta, but was straight up in Zeta and end of Double Zeta treats as a big character that everyone knows. I assume this might have to do with the mountain of printed supplementary material and interviews, all in Japanese, that doesn't exist in the reality or minds of modern and non Japanese fans, having tons of info on characters that the show doesn't highlight but treats as known. To me, this makes it feel like a lot of the gulf of modern Western Gundam fandom and classic Japanese fandom comes down to a constellation of sources we have no access to, while texts are analyzed and in and of themselves wait while text are analyzable in and of themselves how does this possibility inform and problematize the certainty of your gundam interpretations so i think that that was a fucking landmine of a question but basically they're asking like how does the how does knowing that there's a lot of shit that we'll never really be able to get to read that could potentially change our viewpoint make us feel um so i'm 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 instantly brought to star wars and all interesting um all of the extended universe. It's not that I can't read it though, but like, I'm not going to, and I know that there's some really good stuff in there. And I know there's a lot of information that would probably change how I like view the movies. Mm -hmm. But, but you got, I I don't know. I like, it's Mm. kind of what it made me think of was that, that question. Um, But I think that like, it's almost kind of like death of the author, except it's death of the supplementary material. 
Sure. Okay. So that's interesting to me because I, I think that's a very valid way of looking at it where it's like, yeah, you don't need all of it. You can just watch like what the most important stuff and, and, and get your takeaway from it. And I think that's true for the most part. Um, what I circle back to is when we learn from Cass posting an interview link that Glemmy and Pole are half siblings because they're all oh, like yeah. Yuren's kids. That's true. Yeah. Um, or Dozel's kids or whatever. And that's like, I, I, I like that I know that now, but I feel like I'm with you in that I didn't, knowing that didn't, rather, knowing that if I didn't know that, I wouldn't, I would have a different read on Glemmy. I don't think that necessarily lessened my view of him or of Double Zeta in general. I feel like certainly the lack of that information being available is more of a detriment yeah. than it is a boon. But at the same time... There's so much, and Tomino clearly loves just saying whatever the fuck he wants about the characters and series <laughs> he makes that, like, I think it might be a blessing in disguise that that's not all out there because I feel like it could kind of get out of hand with, like, so much conflicting information. And that's kind of the reason why, you know, going back to Star Wars, why Disney made their own thing so they can make stuff up without having to have this entire fucking, like, wall of lore that they have to constantly reference and keep things, like, in check with, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like... I'm glad that we get some of it, but I don't think we need all of it, you know? That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Jojo Fs. What's next, Jake? Next, um, Arzner's Goof Custom asks, Tomino apparently regrets killing Haman. Thoughts? Hmm. I think hmm. I think Tomino is wrong. I, th- <laughs> I think that... <laughs> I think that uh, um, I think that if Haman didn't die, there would have been a weird non-closure to the ending. Um, unless, yeah, yeah, unless because Haman can't just say, happened. right? Yeah, Haman can't just say, "Oh, Judo, you, you, you're right. You convinced me. Congratulations!" And everyone claps. No, no, like some, it has to be climactic. It has to be definitive. I think she has to die. I think that I don't know. Like, I also kind of like the way she died, too, because she's like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. I was kind of wrong the entire time. Or rather, I was never going to be able to win. So I'm just going to kill myself. I feel like that's an end for someone as bombastic as her who makes such a fucking entrance and has such a presence where she's like, damn, I can't fucking. This kid has like made me realize that I can't convince everyone. So I might as well fucking die. I think I like how she died. And I think I like that she died. And I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, and, no. and her her being the one responsible for how she died um, is, I think, really powerful. And I don't think I would change it at all. Yeah, I I, I think we're both we're, we both prefer Haman to die, which but, yeah, which I hate saying because I love Haman, but I know, I know, <laughs> but like, it, it, I think it's also telling that we love her so much that we're willing to let her go. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> Let her, let her go. <laughs> okay. Next up, uh, previous episode of the show, Sarah McCostumes at Clementine Cash in Discord. So if there was one city on Earth you could wipe off the map, leaving a perfect circle of its absence behind, which would it be? Important to note, no one dies in this scenario. Everyone gets evacuated and displaced safely in time. Huh. Uh, bye-bye, Washington, D.C. <laughs> okay. You know, I was about to say, like, nowhere. I couldn't imagine actually doing that. But, like, you know what? Nope, that's a good That's a good pull. I like that. Yep. As, as so is, I like, pull, pull, LP pull is a good pull. Um, <laughs> no, pull. living in, no, living in Nova, DC is a fun enough place, but God, that city, it does something unspeakable to me. <laughs> I want it gone. <laughs> it's, it's just the fucking vibe I get from it. It is really good food and cool places to hang out, but like, 
the museums, you know. Aside from that, who I don't give a shit. Fuck it. <laughs> that was What's that would leave for an next? interesting future too. Like just like yeah. seeing what it would happen after that. But anyways, yeah. What what, what <laughs> or, or I'm sorry. What, what what are you thinking, Jake? What are you gonna get rid of? Um, I don't know. I couldn't I couldn't come up with one. And I was actually. I had read through all these just to become kind of familiar with them, and this one stumped uh-huh. me. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about it, and I was like, aside from like something goofy, I couldn't really think of one. But I think that I think that you got it right on the head there. I think that <laughs> was DC. I think that that's actually the right answer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, what is our next question? Uh, Jojo F's asks, "What would be the overall effect of switching out Rosamia's second appearance in Moon Moon between series?" Such that right before the final Zeta battle, Camille dealt with the weird neo-native bullshit and the transition from sitcom double Zeta to serious double Zeta was the Gundam team tearfully murdering Rosamia. Oh. I feel like... Ah, I don't know. Like, because I don't want to make Zeta worse because Zeta's so fucking good. I don't want to have Zeta be saddled with fucking Moon Moon, but at the same time... It would be very cool for like, Ro- oh shit, Rosamia's back. We have to fucking kill her. Like, huh? I think that it <sighs> might actually lessen Double Zeta too, though, because um, no, mo- like most of the Double Zeta characters are gonna be like, who's this? And then also, right. also, you're not gonna get Mondo and Rosara's relationship or any of Mondo's char- like, m- which most of Mondo's character building is tied into the Moon Moon stuff true so i think it might be worse for both but it's okay unless hmm. Hmm, i don't know no I, I i think i think you know what i think as bad as moon moon is it is deliberately paced in double zeta so that like it would be i don't like i don't i don't want to say the show would be worse off without moon moon but i feel like moon moon sets things up for the future that are more important that are yeah. like valuable enough to keep moon moon where it is again I wish Moon Moon was like the way that we said it, where it was like some derelict ship and it was a different problem and didn't have any fucking tribalism, nativism. But I think Moon Moon in some shape or form needs to be in double Zeta. Yeah. I don't I don't think Rosamia needed to be in, in Zeta, for the record, but like <laughs> that worked that that worked as it did, so you know. What's done is done. It was a show from the fucking eighties. I wasn't even born yet, so you know how it is. <laughs> um let's see, let's see, let's see. Jodorowsky also said, also, what if we put Tiger Bomb Garden into the Hell Dimension where it belongs? Yep, yep. we did not need Tiger Bomb. Fuck that. Um, I am applauding. Goodbye. Yeah. Uh, Andy asks, friend of the show, hey, the war is over. We did it. Peace at last. Everything is fine now, except we have all these spare robots laying around. What would you use all these extra robots for in peacetime to improve society somewhat? G Gundam fans do not interact. (laughs) Um, Giant pizzas. They'd be they'd open up a giant robot sized pizzeria, and just you'd get giant pizzas. Mm, big pizza. I was gonna say we could like, I mean they're, they're nuclear powered, right? And 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 for the like we don't really see or no, I guess they're like H three powered too. Either way, we don't see like any energy scarcity issues in Gundam. But I feel like we could use all these robots to fucking rebuild and fix up like all of the colonies because by now fucking every single colony has had some horrible event happen to it yeah that's true i think we should use the robots because because you know the 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 beginning of mobile suits was mobile workers and the mobile workers were used to build colonies and whatnot so i feel like we should use them to once again bolster our space infrastructure or maybe just fucking help clean earth you could probably like fucking fix up earth terraform it get the desert back to a manageable state uh, with mobile suits, 
because the Earth is dying. And that's the plot of like half the fucking series so far. They do talk a lot about um, the Earth being polluted and um, mm-hmm. like, yeah, that actually could probably really help out a lot. Yeah, please. Okay. Um, Definitely more helpful than giant pizza true. for everybody. Yeah. Okay, what's next? Real asks, what is the perfect size for a cool robot? Should it be big like the Psycho or standardized like the Gundams and Zakus? Nope. I think I think 20 meters is the perfect robot height. I For, for reference, like the Psycho is 40 meters tall. The, the Zeta Gundam is 19.85 meters tall specifically, but I think the original Gundam is like 18 meters tall, 18 and a half. I think 20 is like the sweet spot. Yeah, um... In, except, hmm. I've seen a show where there was robots so big they could throw galaxies around. Oh, that was pretty that's sick. a good point, Jay. <laughs> no, I think I think you're right. I think that uh, about like a little bit bigger than the um, than Grandpa Gundam is probably right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, tw- twenty. It's got to be twenty. Uh, okay, next up. Okay, <laughs> Colin Pagedish asks: Now that we've seen the Gundam, Zeta Gundam, and Double Zeta Gundam. Pitch me on what the Triple Zeta Gundam is. They specifically mean, uh, w- w- they mean it both ways eventually. They mean it, what is the, the Zeta Gundam, the Triple Zeta robot, and what is the Triple Zeta show? So let's start with the robot. Um, hmm. I have a stupid answer. Hit me. So bulky, it's basically a ball with little nubs of arms and feet. <laughs> it just gets bulkier and bulkier. Yeah. No, I was going to say another stupid answer. What if it's like a sort of Megazord of all the Gundams thus far? Oh, yes, actually. Like the double Zeta breaks apart, the Zeta breaks apart, the Gundam breaks apart, and they all combine to some fucking horrible, nasty Frankenstein of the triple Zeta. And it's got three heads. Like It's got three heads. <laughs> it's, and also the, it's like Ghidorah. The butthole, cannon, the butthole cannon is where the butthole is on the robot. Thank oh, absolutely. So definitely. Okay. Uh, what is this? What, what would triple Zeta be? Um, hmm. like this. This is the one for the show. Like a, a, a sequel to Double Zeta. Yes, I think. Hmm. So I think that mm. um, we skip ahead a bit into the future. It's not a direct sequel like Double Zeta was. Uh huh. Um, we get a whole new cast of plucky kids. Sure. And uh, I think that they are. I don't know. I. Ooh, mm. ooh! Beecha has taken mm. Bright's role as like the ca- the grown up captain. Okay, sure, sure. Because I, I I love Beecha as a captain. Right. Okay. Good. 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 And that's our tie back I... to Double Zeta. Yeah. Okay. Good. That oh, I, I like that. I like that. I like Beecha being in charge because fuck Bright. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Um. But... Hmm. Hmm. I ha- I have a totally different idea. Okay. This, this is what, what popped into my head. So we see Rue and Judo fly to Jupiter at the end of Double Zeta. If we're going to go off of a pure sequel series, I would like to see them get to Jupiter. And, you know, they have, like, some colonies or they have some sort of settlement there that, like, has, like, materials and whatnot. And there, I would like to see some sort of, like, big conflict that, like, Judo has to once again, like, sort of be the hero. But what if, as much as I hate to say it, what if Amuro was there? Like, because we know Amuro's fucking about in space. What if Amuro is there with him? So Judo gets his Amuro time, just like Camille got his Amuro time. Um... You know, they got more mobile suits, whatever the fuck. I, it would be interesting to see these different how... Because, you know, C- Camille was like, I don't want to be a new type. And Judo's like, I better be a fucking new type. So I want to see how he gets to interact with Amuro to deal with, you know, some other new conflict. It doesn't... I don't know if it matters as much. Well, I guess it kind of matters what the conflict is if they're fighting, like, an unequivocal bad force. 
but I don't know. M- mainly, I would like to see how Judo and Amuro interact compared to how Camille and Amuro interacted in Zeta. That would be really nice. Like, mm-hmm. I know we were just kind of earlier talking about, like, uh, Amuro, but, like, yeah, Amuro. Amuro. Okay. What is next? Um, next, Noxus Raskin asks... This is a question that might be better post-CCA, but I'll ask anyway so it isn't forgotten. If CCA was never green-lighted and the writers had to fit Char and Amuro into Double Zeta, what kind of themes or plot would you have liked to have seen this alternate Double Zeta arc? Mainly, what comes to my mind is I would want Char to have the final showdown with Haman and end yes. up either getting killed or killing her or both, and I want Judo to be the one to take down Glemmy. Like, Judo and Rue together, but, like, I want... I'd, I, w- I would want it to end with Shar and Haman rather than Judo and Haman. And then we also get that, that you know, interaction with, um, well, I'm taking this with the and Amuro question mark. Um, we get that interaction between Amuro and Judo that you kind of talked about um, in Triple Zeta. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I, I, I think I want to see how they bounce off each other. And I think that it makes more sense for Judo to be the one to fight Haman because, you know, that is like the most interesting ideological clash to me, or at least one of the most interesting. Um, Bryant also asks, what Pokemon do you think the double Zeta cast would have? There's a lot. So let's only give them one. Yeah. Judo. I'm thinking like some sort of a fighting type for Judo. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Let's, let me think. Let me think. Maybe, maybe like a toxic croak or a crow gunk. Ooh, that because be cool. they're they're fighting, but they're decently mischievous and fun too. You know, yeah, they're like they're they're, they're fighting, but like they're like a little they're a little sneaky, a little fun loving, a little goofy. I think that can I think that can work for judo. Yeah. Um, Lena, what are we giving Lena? Um, they'd probably give her a fairy type. Yeah, because she's a girl, of course. Naturally. Yeah. Um, thank, you, thank you, Gundam. Um, but, so hmm, let's pick hmm, a cool hmm. fairy type for Lena. Um, yeah, she could have like a strong fairy type. Let's uh Ooh, um oh, I'm blanking on the name, but uh um what is what is the what is you know the the, the type I know like ever Pokémon. <laughs> I I'm blanking on the name, but what Snubble evolves into? Oh, uh, Granbull. Granbull, yes. I always heard they made them fairy. Yeah, no, okay. Granbull is like it's cute but also fucking badass. Yeah. It's like I I think that's a cool cuz you know Snubble is like a pretty silly cute guy and Granbull is like bigger and ruder and meaner but i feel like that's like sort of lena's arc where she gets to like you know she learns all this royalty shit but then she's like nah fuck all that like i'm still me i'm still like fucking she knows how to use her power but she's also still just like you know one of the colony one kids at heart yeah lena getting a grapple is fun to me um how about beecha scraggy oh my god fucking nailed it beecha gets a scraggy confirmed uh, okay, all right. We don't even need to fucking do all that. I was nailed it. Uh, Mondo, <laughs> Mondo, Mondo. Hmm. <laughs> what would be good for Mondo? Let's see. Mondo's the kind of guy who might have a bug. Yeah, I can see that. Um. Hmm. What do you have, Mondo? I can see Mondo. Oh, I can see Mondo getting an Excel Gore. Ooh. Badass, really fast, fucking like snail ninja. Sort of, you know, because, like, it starts out as a little shell mid. It's, like, nothing special. But then when it evolves, it gets all these new cool powers. And I think that could be sort of, you know, sort of symbolic of Mondo's whole arc. Yeah. You know, getting more mature growing up. Very good. Very good. 
How about L? L gets. I think she gets an evolution. How about we give her an L electric type and give her Jolteon? Ah, there we go. And she's blonde, so that means she's electric type. Yep. As is tradition with like every Pokemon character. Good. Fuck yeah. Uh, okay. Rue. Rue gets. Oh, I got one. I got it. I got okay. it. I got it. Rue's like she fucking lives in space. She's in the Le'Veon Rose, and she has the cool shooting star motif on her on her clothes. What if we give her a mini ore? Oh yeah, I like that. We'll shoot in star Pokemon. Oh, that's good. I was also trying to think of like something spacey. I'm like, we can't give her Deoxys. <laughs> that's yeah, off the no. Table. <laughs> I was kind of uh, thinking like Magnezone because it's a UFO, but I like me- Minior better. Yeah, um, that's good. I, I, I we'll be here all day if we go every single fucking double Zeta character. <laughs> yeah, and we have several more questions to get through. Thank you, Bryant. Um, what's next? All right, next we've got. Let me get back to Discord. Um. Oh, okay. Jojo F's asks, given how Zeta and Double Zeta were made and released back to back, if you personally were remaking them to make them more tonally and logistically consistent, regardless of whether this is a good idea, how would you do it? Example, hmm. Shangri-La kids are evacuees picked up during the final battle who meet and like Camille and see what happens to him firsthand before an event is made to drop them off. That's interesting. I don't know. Like, part of me is like, well, I'm not a fucking TV show writer, and I'm happy, for the most part, leaving them how they left it, except for Moon Moon and Tiger Bomb, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I think I really like that they get into this and they do not understand it at first. Like, I like that the Double Zeta kids are these total outsiders to war and all that. Like, I like that Judo meets Camille and is like, well, that's weird. Anyway, moving on. So <laughs> when he learns about Camille, it's sort of more powerful of a moment. I, like, I, I don't want it to be sort of like a cheap, uh, uh, like, you know, uh, like a cheap throwaway answer, but like, I don't know if I really would change anything to make it more tonally consistent because I feel like it ends up being tonally consistent just like over the course of the show itself. Yeah. And, and I think you need that inconsistency to kind of separate the two shows. It, I, I, I think double Zeta might honestly be a worse show without the goofiness of it because it would be too similar to what came before. Yeah, no, I don't know. It's like, I don't, I don't really, I love the show how it is, except for Moon and Tiger Bomb. I just, I don't think I need to change a whole lot of it. I think I'm happy with what we got. It's good. Um, this next question, though, I think we can, this will be a fun one. Colin asks, follow up to that previous question, you have to cut Zeta and Double Zetas down to two 24-episode seasons, a la Gundam Double O or IBO's two seasons. What stays? Hmm. Um, um, this is tough. Well, I think that we can, uh, part of me is like, I, I know we can't cut all of earth out because you have to go to earth and Gundam. It's earth is always important. I think that I, I think we can cut out, let's cut out this double Zeta's earth section as much as, as good as it is. I think Zeta's earth section is good. Because, you know, Camille meets four and all. I I don't want to touch four. Four has to say. Oh, absolutely. But I think all of what happened on Earth in Double Zeta can be moved to space. Like, if it's an Axis. You know, Lena gets taken to Axis and Judo has this crazy fucking new type moment in Axis there. Or in, like, you know, side three still. Like, we don't need to have been on Earth for that to happen. Because nothing, like... We see more Glemmy, we see more Glemmy fostering rebellion, we see more like of these the sort of Earth side stories. And of course the colony drop, but I think that like the colony I think the colony drop can stay. 
and they were in like what it was is they were trying to stop it from getting into like from landing on earth but they couldn't stop it so they basically have to helplessly watch from space as it lands on earth that would actually be really cool yeah so we're cutting we're cutting earth out of double zeta let's cut hmm that's that's a decent amount of episodes i think we can probably fast track the beginning of double zeta still keep the comedy but like make it a little more snappy pace you know yeah there's definitely some episodes that don't contribute to the overall story that we could kind of yes zoom through like like there you know fucking the first episode is, is as good as how it is he's on zeri steals the suit judah steals the suit and then master shows up and then when master shows up they have to find a way to leave the colony and that's how they get embroiled in it yeah and, and that's mostly cut double zeta down i think for zeta is like i haven't watched zeta in almost a decade so i'm not entirely <laughs> sure <laughs> Yeah, no, I think Z- I don't fucking know because I think Zeta's like a perfect show, so I don't want to cut anything out. Um, I think you can cut a lot of the Rosamia stuff out of Zeta. I think a lot of she was just four again, and I know that's important that she's four again, but it's like, well, we've done it before. Um, I think that huh, honestly, it's hard to remember some of the doubles, some of Zeta's stuff as well. But like, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. I, I, Colin, you're asking me to do the fucking impossible because I don't want to cut a single thing out of Zeta. <laughs> I love the show too much. I think it's... Double, 079 is my favorite TV show, but I think Zeta's a better TV show. But, you know, we spend an entire fucking season of a podcast talking about that. So you can tune into Wild Cool Robot Season 2 for that. I don't know. If anything, if anything more comes to my mind, I will blurt it out. But in the meantime, how about we move on to our next question? All right. Uh, Real asks... The podcast hosts get the illustrious and highly sought-after job of killing Bright off. How do you do it? Is it flashy, ironic, subtle, off-screen? Uh, Bright, when Bright jumped out to rescue Emery that one time when they were being under attack, they just get fucking blasted, both of them. Goodbye. His helmet wasn't on all the way. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye, honey. Sorry, bestie. <laughs> no, I don't want Bright's death to be important. I want to fucking... Yeet. See ya. Bye, Bright. Uh, okay. More, when, uh, when Judo's <laughs> holding them close to each other, but in separate hands, he's not very good at the... No, that's stupid. <laughs> he does a fucking cowroo on them. Pop does an Ava crush. <laughs> oh, no. I don't care. I don't care. Fuck Bright. Fuck Emery. Off screen. Horrible. That, that's the best. Off- yeah, they just say, oh, by the way, Bright died. Oh, shit. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. <laughs> uh Cass asks which double zeta character has the best fit honestly i think it's gonna be bicha that fucking cool like shawl poncho he's always wearing is looks really comfy yeah uh and and then like the goofy answer is of course good boy shorts mondo <laughs> mondo's short sleeve button down bow tie suspender shorts is so good but no no uh, beach is probably fashion, the right answer baby. Mm-hmm. I also really love Rue's Earth outfit. Oh, yeah. The sort of, like, romper look. I think that's very fun. And her side ponytail fucking whips, too. I love Rue. Rue's so cool. Um, all right, next question. All right. Two more. All right. Uh, Kess also asks, throughout the three shows, were there any episodes or arcs that stick out to you now for how they change your perspective on the show's themes? I... I, I I think I think what sticks out to me the absolute most is the end of Zeta, where Camille just gets completely fucking broken by battle. I think that is like the biggest way of hammering home that like yeah, this is like such a fucking horrible fucked up thing that happened to this kid. 
it's not double Zeta related, you know, but this is obviously asking about all three series seasons. I, I think that's what really like, that is maybe like one of the most powerful moments where it's just like, oh, fuck. And the, the fact that the show just ends there, it's like, you don't feel good. You're just like, oh shit, dude, oh fuck, this is not, this is, this isn't good, you know? It was heavy and it hurt and it definitely left a hell of an impression. Yeah, um, also, uh, fucking, when I watched 0079, I didn't realize that, like, new types were, like, space magic psychics, so the whole fucking Amuro and Lala psychedelic mind palace adventure was like, what the fuck? Yeah, when I first got there, I, I remember just being so confused and being like, oh, what is going on? I love this. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that like just from playing the games, uh, like the Dynasty Warrior Gundam games, um, and hearing them talk about new types, I thought it was like like oh some kind of Super Saiyan type thing, really. And then I actually started watching the shows, and I was like, this is so much deeper and cooler than that. Yes, I I love the idea of new types, and I think I don't know, yeah, it's either Camille's uh, it's either Papinus fucking Camille's mind up, or it's the, your introduction to what new types do. Those are like my standout moments in the show that like really sold me on everything. And finally, our final question of Double Zeta Cass asks, hit me with your Char's counterattack predictions. And this one's going to have to be all you because I have seen it a couple times. <laughs> okay, so d- don't tell me anything. Oh, no, of course. I th- they have to die. Char and Amuro fucking have to die. Like, I can't imagine finishing the movie and either of them come out of it okay. I don't know, like, who, like, I, huh, huh, huh. I don't, like, I, aside from that, I really don't know what to expect. Because, like, I feel like I know they're on opposing sides. So something happens between Zeta and Char's counterattack. But, like, I, I, and, and I think it's, like, I think six, seven years after Zeta. I think it's, like, takes place in UC-93, if I remember correctly. I believe so. Um, so, like, something happens. Like, you know, ideologies fucking simmer. But I think that, like... I'm interested to see what Char's motivation is for not being good anymore. I mean, he was fighting to protect Earth in Zeta. So I wonder if, like, he, in in a similar way, he's like, oh, we got to fucking protect Earth. And I'm going to fucking fight people who are hurting Earth still. I don't know. I, I don't have a whole lot. I'm very bad at predictions because I feel like I either make a joke answer or I just, like, can't think of anything actual. But my my main one is that, like, they're definitely going to fucking beef it because they fucking have to. Um, I don't know. I'm excited, though, because hey, I'm going to watch it in a week. Good answer. I'll find out then. Good answer. Thank you, Jake. Um, well, shit, Jake, we fucking did it. Fuck. Double Zeta. Double Zeta. Zeta Zeta. Good show. Zeta Zeta. It's funny. It is my least favorite by default of the UC trilogy, but it's still like a fucking, I say, like an 8 out of 10 show. Oh, absolutely. Um, Honestly, just because of like this way of experiencing it and this way of watching through it, it's probably going to be like my favorite Gundam series going forward. Um, I think if you like the old adage, if you like something, podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. It, it, it's like I, I think I'm glad. I'm very glad that we got to share this experience. I love this podcast because it lets me do this with my friends, and we get to like have our own show. That's like, oh yeah, that's the one that that's Morgan's, Morgan's in my show. That's Collins and Sarah's in my show. This is Jake's in my show. I really like that. I, that's what I love doing about this podcast is like we get to. It's like it's it's it's, 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 it's making stories together. That's what friends do. This has just it's fun. been such a really positive and amazing experience, and it's been a real blast uh, recording with you. 
Thank you, Jake. Yeah, and you know what? Who knows what the future holds? Maybe we'll have another Gundam series that we get to do together in the future. Oh, I would love that. Because God knows there's a fucking lot of these guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, let's let's let let's tone it down. This isn't goodbye because obviously you'll be back next week for Char's counterattack, yeah. which is very 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 fucking fun. So in the meantime, Jake, I'd like to ask you where we can find you on the internet. You can find me on the twitter.com at Mr. Jakey Poo. Um, you can find me on a Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play podcast where I am playing as Seahawk from She-Ra, um, the, the good newer one. You can also Aha. find me at uh, a podcast, Most Foul, where uh, my wife and I are reading through the Artemis Foul books. Nice. And Max, where can we find you? I am on the internet at Maxi Bajillion on Twitter, Instagram, etc. My other shows are Pot of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh show, which is on Twitter at Pot of Greed Cast. It's the world's number one only Yu-Gi-Oh podcast on Spike Capricorp. Uh, we're near the end of GX Season 1, fucking whips ass. And my other show is called Slappers Only, a video game music show on podcast. Uh, SlappersOnlyPod.com or SlappersOnlyPod on Twitter. When this episode comes out, we will have released our episode on Kingdom Hearts 1. And and Jake, you'll be the first to know the episode we're doing, and it'll already have been announced when this episode goes up. <laughs> we're gonna be doing Donkey Kong Country, but for real this time. <laughs> no longer a bit. We're gonna talk about Chimp Core music. It's gonna rule. Um, and Jake, final question: What is your robot of the week? Oh man, I wasn't sure if we were gonna do one for this or not, so I wasn't uh, oh. super prepared. No, it's good. It's good. You got to it's fresh in your mind. So let's... Um, oh, my God, Max. Uh-oh. Let's go. Oh, my God. This is one of the most formative series of my childhood. One of the, like, biggest franchises that I've been in love with forever. And I've never uh-huh. mentioned it once. How has he not already been my robot of the week? It's Clank from Ratchet <gasps> and Clank. Oh, it's Clank. It's funny Clank. He's just a funky little dude. He's a action movie star. He's he's one of the my favorite robots in all of uh, media. I can't believe he hasn't been my robot of the week yet, but he is absolutely my robot of the week. Oh, I love Clank. I'm excited for Rift Apart. We've definitely talked about that on the podcast before. Yes, I think we have. <laughs> that the PS4 remake was good. All the whole fucking series is good. Oh, Clank, funny little Clank. Ah, uh, he's he's just my funny little guy. Oh, tremendous. What a, what a f- good ender of that segment. It's Clank. It's always been Clank. Well, well, listeners, this is this is the end of this episode. Tune in next week for Char's Counterattack. It's going to be fucking fun. And Jake, for the final time in Double Zeta, as we always say in the words of new types around the world, war is bad. Wow, cool robot. Good night, new types. See you in a week. Or rather, in like seven years. Doodles, doodles. Peach.